Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, I am excited, fired up tonight. Got a really, really great guest for you guys. This, this gentleman had a great stellar career at Valley High School before having a record-setting college career at Seattle University. He, he's currently the owner of Seals Drills, which is one of the top player development, special, uh, player development specialists out in the area. Really excited to get into his backstory to discuss Seals Drills, uh, you know, his training company, as well as, you know, his different philosophies and just get into some hoop talk with him. So, Bernard Seals, you're out there, brother. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. Thanks for having me, beloved. I appreciate it. Oh, man. You know, my pleasure. I'm really excited, man. Like I said, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into. So without further ado, man, let's get right into it. Yes, sir. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, well, listen, man, before we get into your Valley days, let me ask you, uh, growing up, was there any other sports uh, that you played? Yeah, man, you know, I was actually I was actually pretty good in baseball, man. I played uh, played shortstop played uh, a little bit of pitcher back in the uh, Parkway Little League days. Um, and, and, and besides that, I mean, I was a tetherball king, man. I, I, that tetherball was actually my sport, man, before I picked up the basketball. So those are the, co- the couple sports I played besides basketball. That's crazy, man. I don't know what's going on with you, uh, tall brothers playing baseball. I had Tony Champion on a couple of weeks ago. Tony Champion said <laughs> baseball was his sport too, man. What's going on with you guys, man? Man, I was I was actually a short guy back in the day. I didn't hit a growth spurt till like sophomore year, so I was I was a short dude, man. Short dude with wheels out there just moving around the bases. Okay, all right, all right. Well, let me ask you this: uh, What made you fall in love with the game of basketball? Uh, you know what? It just it just came it came easy to me. Um, and once I picked it up and started to watch the game itself, um, it just was something that that just had me. Like it was it was a challenge at first to see, you know, how good you can get and and how many shots I can make and going up to the park, playing against the older guys. That's I, I just fell in love with everything about it, man. I I, I just I needed more. And um, and then just going from there, just learning the game and, and, and growing up, it's just it, it was embedded in me. Basketball is everything to me. And actually, that's where I started to only focus on basketball, I walked away from baseball and every other sport that I was playing and. It was just simply basketball from that point on. No, that's awesome, man. Found found a love, found a passion for it. Uh, you know, that, that that's amazing to hear. Uh, talk to me. Let's get into the Valley days. So, you know, I, I know you're a humble guy, but I hear legend often when it comes to your name, Bernard Seals with, and, and, and Valley. I hear that word and, and from many people, okay? Um, in fact, my good friend Scott Silva said you were top five all time in Valley High School. He said he'll argue with anybody. He said so. Top five all time. Let me ask you. Uh, first and foremost, man, how does that feel with so many people? You know, obviously, uh, you know, having such kind words. You know, when it comes to your career at Valley, but also, uh, you know, actually, let's answer that first. Let's answer that first. I mean, how does that make you feel? You know, with with all these other you know fellow you know great players as well that have so much respect for what you're able to do while you're at Valley. Man, it's, it's it's extremely humbling to to be honest. Um, you know, it it it's it's humbling and it's gratifying at the same time because you know the end game for most of us hoopers is is the league, right? Um, the league or overseas. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen. That's not everybody's end game. And to be able to come back 
to the neighborhood or to the city and and have that respect from the work that you put in is 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 an amazing feeling i mean even at the age of 37 going on 38 to hear those things about when i was 14 15 16 is just it's it, it's amazing because at when you're in the moment you don't necessarily look at everything that way um and to be able to say oh you know top five or or legend um with all the talent that's passed through that high school, man, it's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling. And, 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 you know, I, I am kind of humble, but to be honest, I mean, it's the truth. You know what I mean? They, everybody that ran into it uh, <laughs> and, and got put on that Island, you know, they know what's up. So it, it's, it's a great feeling. man. It's a great feeling. Hey man, I love it. I love it. I'm not calling you this, but I, I always say, you know, I'm not cocky. I'm just annoyingly confident, man. Especially if the work backs it up, man, if the work backs it up, you know, right. it is what it is, right? right <laughs> I like right. it, man. Hey, right. hey, hey, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. That's it. It's all sure. good, man. Sure don't. Sure don't, man. Sure don't. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How many years were you, uh, while at Valley, how many years did you actually play at the varsity level? Man, I actually, I, I, I came up the, the normal way, man. I only played two years varsity. I hit every single level, freshman, sophomore and played two years of varsity um i was always that guy for some reason that that had to prove something you know what i mean and at each level i, I did my thing and, and and was one of the top five or top three whatever on that team um but i've always had to earn everything always had to earn everything and that's what kind of dro drove me to to continue to want to be better um and, and continue to work hard so that that it's humbling. I mean, that, that definitely was humbling. Even my junior year was extremely humbling. I've never um, seen anybody introduced as the sixth man at home games, um, but I was introduced as the sixth man at home games. And it just let me know, like, OK, you know, just keep working, keep working things, things that happen when they're supposed to. You know what I mean? Man, that's tough. I've never heard of that. Hey, that's real tough. I like that. My man was introduced as a sixth man. That is the first time I've ever heard that. I've been around basketball for a while. That that that's that's wild. That's good to hear. By the way, I'm glad. I'm hoping the parents, players, and everybody in general hear that because that's something that's uh, uh, very common when it comes to my guests on the show. You know, everybody wants to play varsity as a you know as a freshman, and and I, and for me personally, you know, as a you know as a parent of you know of a son that does play. I um, mean, you know, if it happens, it happens, but it's not, it's not our goal. You know, my, my thing is all about progression, getting on the court, getting better. Um, but what I love is that, you know, in, you know, example after example, example, guess after guess after guess, um, not too many of my guests actually played all four years of varsity. In fact, most of them actually went the, your route, you know, uh, and, I, and I, that's, that's something I want, you know, the players to hear as well as parents to hear that, you know, trust me, uh, you know, everybody has different goals, but it's not the end of the world if you actually play, you know, play freshman on the freshman team as a freshman it's not the end of the world you know so uh, that's right. good to hear me like i said this is the first you know these questions this first time i heard that i didn't i really didn't know the answer so that, that's good to hear um let me ask you this uh name some of the players that you were you know fortunate enough and blessed to go to war with while you were at valley oh man at valley around that time i mean we had a lot of guys in the city um maurice miller um if you know him at sheldon um Aaron, Aaron at uh, McClatchy, Kenny Carraway at McClatchy. Um, we had, um, who else? It was Cedric Barrow at Jesuit, uh, Royce DeGaulle at Jesuit. Um, and it was a lot of talent, a lot of talent in the city at that time. And, and to be honest with you, I was one of those guys that tried not to pay attention to a lot of those dudes and tried not to um, 
remember their names because I just wanted to attack everybody the same. You know what I mean? I, I would see the paper. I would see Joe Davidson's write-ups and, you know, all city teams. And I look at it and that was it. I'm getting rid of it. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on what we got going on at Valley. And a lot of the, the guys at Valley, you know, the Arthur, the Lincoln Bradleys, um, those were guys that pushed me that were at our high school, uh, the Keith Lewis's, um, they just made the, the competition at our high school was, was crazy around that time. So, you know, getting through that, cause we were super competitive and then going out to play those other guys. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was good, good times, good time. Who was actually on your team? Cause I know you had, I believe Wayne and Rob, right. But you know, after you guys, I know they were, you know, they're young fellows when you were, you were on the varsity level, I believe. I, I know Wayne and Rob were both on the show. Shout out to obviously another great backcourt from Valley High School, Wayne Hunter and Rob Sally. But, uh, you know, who uh, who were you actually who was on the team that you were on? Uh, my, my senior actually actually Wayne actually got called up his uh, my senior year, man. He yeah. actually he actually came up as a freshman with us for the playoffs, man. I do was. Dude was special. He has special written all over him. Um, he came up and played with us my senior year uh, for the playoffs. But I mean, my, my team consisted of of uh, Lincoln Bradley, Arthur Vaughn, um, Adam Gilbert. Uh, we had we had Langston Ravada. Um, we had Keith Lewis at one point. That was junior year. Um, we had a lot of guys that that were not necessarily extremely known but we together we were we were a great group uh reggie o'keith uh michael bolts um those are guys who who could hoop but not necessarily had that type of you know clout i would say around the city you know what i mean no absolutely i get it and as you know uh you know it's all about the team that you formulate, especially if everybody knows their roles, you know, and you named a lot of obviously just great athletes there um, um, and, and players as, as well. Um, I, you know, and, and Valley's always been known to just have it, uh, just reload on talent, you know, so it, it would class after class, especially during that time, you guys, uh, you guys definitely had a lot of, a lot of talent on that, on, on those teams. Let me ask you this. Uh, what were some of the toughest battles that came that, that come to mind during your Valley days when it comes to like specific games or players that you played against? Uh, man, I mean, I, I remember uh, out in San Luis Obispo uh, playing Crenshaw. Uh, that, that Crenshaw was, was, was always a battle. Uh, playing in that Turlock tournament, playing Modesto Christian when they had Chuck Hayes and those guys, we would see them every time in the championship game. Those dudes were monsters. Um, for an Elk Grove, you know, Elk Grove, playing Elk Grove for some reason was always a battle, man. Always <laughs> a battle, um, especially at in Elk Grove. So, so we we had some battles, man. And, and Sheldon, when Maurice was there coming up, um, Sheldon was all a great a great game. Um, and they had guards that would would get after it just like we would get after it. So the competition was definitely there during those games, definitely. Talk to me about uh, how did the team do? What type of success, you know, was the team able to have, uh, you know, during your uh, varsity years? And so my, my junior year, we we made it all the way to Arco. I think we made it to the final four, lost by six to um, to Kennedy. Um, so had some great success there. My senior year, we started off extremely hot. Um, number 10, I believe in the city. Um, and as the year went on, man, we just, we just fell apart, man, with guys leaving the team, uh, guys not qualifying for grades ended up just being me and Arthur towards the end of that year. We still made the playoffs. And then we, we ran into Jesuit that first round, man, and lost to Tyree. Um, 
Tyree and those guys in, in, in that first round. But uh, we underachieved, man. I mean, and that's why I tell kids all the time, too, is, is you can't expect success um, without being cohesive as a team, without working together and without um, being able to put individuals goals to the side and be a team. Uh, my senior year team, man, we had a lot of, lot of, lot of inside battles with guys feeling they should be this or that, or shooting this many shots or that many shots. Um, and it, and it hurt us, you know what I mean? It hurt us at the end of the day. It definitely hurt us. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it sounds like what the junior year was probably your most successful year as a team then. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, junior year was, was, we went to Arco, man. And then with the goals we, we had, we had a better team coming back senior year, which was crazy. We had a better team. It's just, you know, the way that ball rolled. And, and, and at that time with us being young and, and, and not necessarily being great leaders at that time, you know, things went downhill for us. So, so talk to me about some of the, you know, some of your biggest highlights. I mean, I, I know, you know, I know, like say you a humble guy, team guy, but from a personal standpoint that, that would actually have led so many people to call you, you know, a legend top five. Talk to me about some of the success you were personally able to have and some of your biggest highlights uh, in high school. Man, I just would always, so I ran the point. So I, I actually ran the point. I was actually a big guard before that, that term of big guard was, was around, man. And I was the guard that, I'm trying, I'm mixing you, like, you know what I mean? You're trying to pressure me, you getting mixed, you know, um, I'm dropping dimes, no looks, I'm hitting threes, I'm, I'm, I'm catching tip dunks. Um, so it, it, it was always, and for me, I like, at that time, I like to, I like to play with the crowd, you know what I mean? So if I had you isolated, you're going to dance. I'm going I'm to dance you, I'm going to let you know you got dance, and, and, and the crowd's going crazy, and then, I, and not only that is, I'm going to drop these numbers on you, and it, it just, it picked up, you know, it just, it continued to pick up and, and, and it just grew, you know, it just grew. Like every time I would come onto that floor, onto that court, I would start to see defensive looks or get different attention. And, 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 and I, and it just, I was excelling, man. I just really was excelling. And it was from the work that I was putting in and the confidence that I carried. Um, and one of the things that really stand me was playing Laguna at one point and ball came off the rim. Everybody's down there. I come flying through there, man, crashing two hands, slamming. I'm screaming at everybody, mugging the whole crowd, man. And and that's one of the plays out of my high school careers that just really stands out because it was it like it did really turned it up. And I don't know if you're familiar with like a Valley and Laguna game, man. Those games are packed to the T. Like there's no empty seats, everybody and then whether we're at Laguna or at Valley. Um, and that was one of the highlights that kind of kind of really stood out there. No, those are, you know, definitely obviously a great rival and you throwing down something like that. It's one of those one of those moments you always remember. I totally get it. Let's get into uh, your recruitment while, while, you know, in high school, you know, what type of interest, if you know, if any, you know, did you get, you know, you know, while playing? Man, we got a lot of local interest. Um, I, I got a lot of local, interest. you know, Jenkins at the time I was at Sac State and he, he came to a few practices to check us out. Um, I got a few letters here and there. From from some schools, but it, it wasn't really a lot of attention. Like to be honest, it wasn't um, you know colleges just coming knocking at the door, um, and that was a humble experience too. Because with the work that that I put in, with the success that I was having, I thought you know I'm I'm getting a scholarship. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be able to sign with whoever I, I, I choose, and and that wasn't the case. Um, a lot of JCs, JUCO teams came around. A lot of a lot of 
teams wanted me to come to their school. Um, but I eventually ended up going back east to uh, Morgan State, um, not even on a scholarship, man, just as a walk-on. Um, I had to try out, man, it was like 300 guys out there. Um, but, but, but I still got picked up. I mean, I, I did my thing, got picked up. And then just unfortunately, your boy didn't take no ACT. So I make the team do everything. And Butch Beard, that was a coach at the time. I can remember it like clear as day. He's like, son, you, you, you didn't take the ACT. Son, I got, can't, we, we can't play this year. And it just like, it was crushing, man. Cause again, it just, it, me, it, it all the work you put in, there was still other parts of the game that I didn't take care of. You know what I mean? That I was responsible for. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, so from, from there, is that what led you back home? Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I did my year there. I definitely did my year there. Um, learned a lot. Um, I was actually on the team. I was able to watch practice and film, lift weights, do all that other stuff. Um, but then when it came to that next year, you know, they didn't really know what was going on with the coaching staff and what they wanted to do with recruiting and scholarships. So I just ended up coming back, man, and having to do, do, do a couple of years at JC, um, started at city, went over to consume this. And, and then that's how I ended up at Seattle. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, you, you did two years at CRC, correct? No, I did one year at CRC. One so year. I did one year at one CRC. Year. No, go ahead. Go ahead. One year at C year at CRC and one year at City. My first year back, I, I went to Sac City. And and this is why I tell kids all the time. It, it, it When I went to City, the plan was to go there for one year. You know, it, Jones was the coach. Jones was the coach at the time, Andrew Jones. And the, the plan was to go one year. Now I had a, a few D1s lined up, San Jose State, Hawaii, um, Santa Barbara, all interested, all, all watching, all wanting to, you know, I could do that year because of the credits that I had at Morgan State. I'd be able to transfer out. And, and just me being young and, and, and a bozo at the time with a very bad attitude, I, I just get into it with Jones, man. You know, I end up getting into it with Jones and that just falls apart. And, and, and you know, obviously a coach is going to be honest when the, when the schools call. <laughs> and so it just, it, all that stuff just disappeared again, man. And I was like, you know what? I transferred over to consume this um, and, and finished out there with Wilder. It was the year right after um, Clark had passed away. And so I was playing for coach Wilder, rest in peace um, at that time. Gotcha, man. I appreciate that straight talk, by the way, when it comes to that first time. I had no idea that you actually started off at City for Coach Jones, who's still there, by the way. Coach Jones has nah, been yeah. there for some, for, for some time, <laughs> man. No, I appreciate that straight talk. Let me ask you this. Um, your transition into junior college ball, I mean, how was that for you? I know, you know obviously, you're, you're playing here locally. Um, you know, it's obviously a little different, you know, when taking off, playing, you know, different, you know, level competition. But because uh, a lot of times here locally, even though, I mean, people don't understand these junior colleges, especially these days are loaded, but you know, back then I'm pretty sure a lot of the players are still, you know, a lot of local players that you had to play during high school, but how was that competition level going from high school to the Juco? Um, it was actually pretty easy. I'm not going to lie to you straight hand. It was, it was pretty easy. And, it, and it's not because of, um, it, it was that year at Morgan state playing against that. That's a division one school. So playing against that competition um, daily, uh, learning about weights, conditioning, and, and everything else. When I came back, that's really, really, it was over. That's that's when it was, nah, any any and everybody who lines up is going to get it, period. Um, and Juco ball, that transition was 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 easy, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, 
I was able to get my shot off, get to the basket, set guys up. Um, defensively, you know, I still had improvements I needed to make defensively. Um, but but on that other end, man, it just it's like it's it was so the game slowed down so much that it just it was it was easy. Um, now again, it, the only thing that slowed me down was just the the, the other stuff, respecting the coach, uh, having a great attitude, being a good team player. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that got in my way. But other than that, when I was on that court, it was easily 19, 20, 25, 30s. You know, um, the times that I did get to play with Jones. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. So that's that's really important. So when you're speaking to these kids and, and you're telling about the importance of the other aspect itself, because you're right, it's not about what you do on the court. A lot of it, there's other factors involved, you know. And so that's re that's really nice that, uh, you know, it's very critical, actually, I should say, that, that the, the players that you're working with, they got to know that, that you live this firsthand, you know. You live this yeah. firsthand. You, you saw what could happen when, when – when you know you don't have the right attitude, or you maybe I'm not gonna say you were coachable, but you, maybe you're a little bit more defiant when it comes to, you know to the coach or whatever it may be, you know. Right. So you, right you see right. firsthand because because you're you're a bucket, right? You you know 20, 25, 30. That part wasn't a problem. But the thing At is, all. no matter how how nice you are, I tell I tell my kids this all the time. Uh, the kid, the group that I coach is that you know none of you guys. In fact, I just told them this a couple weeks ago uh, when they came when they were at a tournament. They thought they were it was gonna be a cakewalk. I said none of you guys are that great that when you guys get to high school, you guys can have this type of attitude and the coach is still going to keep you in the game. It's just not, you know, you guys aren't, I don't care Man. how good you guys are, you know? And Man. I mean, it's just the truth, you know? So 100%. And if you think you're that talented, yeah. If you think you're that talented, I'm trying to tell you with that attitude, it's not going to work. So we want, you know, we, cause that's what we want to do. We want get, to get, get them prepared for that next level. And when I see right. it, you know, with 13 and 14 years old, you know, that's just, you know, those are bad habits that you got to break early, you know? Um, and, I, and I like the fact that you've been very transparent so far, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, you know, and you're young, let's just be honest, you know, you're young, 18, 19, 20. Uh, but this is something that you're really impressing upon, you know, the youth and the people you're working with, that, that, you know, that they don't need to duplicate the mistake that you made, you know, no. Definitely, man. I mean, you, you you have to respect the game. I mean, you can only the game is going to only take you so far without respecting. And, and that goes for life as well. You know, if you if if you're uncoachable on the court, it, it leads to other things in life, your employment, et cetera. You 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 want to be a respectable and a, and, a, and a great person besides having the talent to play. You want to be a great person and that'll take you further. In, in situations where you may not be the most talented guy or, or young lady playing the game, you know what I mean? But the, being a great person and, and somebody that a coach can depend on might get you an opportunity. The guy that's talented uh, with, with that deep mentality won't get, you know? Got it, man. Got it. So did your two years at, at the junior college level uh, on the court, uh, you know, Seemed like you didn't have any problems, you know, pretty seamless for you, seamless to you, uh, uh, which is once again, I love to hear it, man. I mean, I, there's other the other cats I had. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with, with, with Philip Richie. I know he's a little older than you, but Phil Richie was on the pod and he, and he was talking about how, you know, it, it was, you know, it was extremely uh, different. Well, then again, he came from Galton High School. <laughs> and let's be honest, obviously the competition that you know they played there is a little bit, it's a little bit different. But, you know. And I like it though. He said, but he had great years. You know, he had great years uh, at Delta. Uh, but I'm yeah. just saying, but for you, it, it was a smooth transition. Talk to me about you know your recruitment after your JUCO ends, uh, career ends, and and how you landed at Seattle University. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's weird. Um, 
and it was not weird, but funny how it, how it landed at Seattle University. So obviously, you know, I transferred to CRC and, and I pretty much, you know, the D1s that I had lined up, you know, they pretty much were off me. Uh, once they start to hear the attitude and, and the other things that they may have to deal with, you know, they got a million guys that can, can put the ball in the bucket and, and do what I do. So I'm scratched off that list. Um, I ended up at Seattle just 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 randomly, man. Like uh, Coach Calero, who um, who left Seattle U was at Cal Poly. I think he's he's retired now from coaching. Um, he just he called me out of the blue and was like, "Yeah, you know, my assistant saw you at one of these tournaments," and he's just like playing it off like it's no big deal, you know. And and at this time, I only have a few other like D twos that are on me um, at the time, and so he's calling. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about coming to check you out, man. You know." Um, coming out next week. So uh, you think you, you you ready? And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, this dude, like it took me back to a point of like, okay, I got to prove myself, you know, like he, 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 without knowing he knew how to light my fire. Um, and so he comes out and he watches our open run and, you know, I'm, I'm murdering the open run. I'm, I'm murdering. And afterwards he's like, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see what we're going to do. Like he was, <laughs> like he wasn't interested at all and I was like I kind of was like just in awe like all right you know and then he just he called me back maybe like 20 minutes later it's like all right let's get the deal done you know and I was like all right let's get it done you know and I I ended up going out there on a visit meeting the guys meeting the team seeing the city of Seattle man which is a great basketball town um and then the rest was history I I, I signed you know the I let him know I'm, I was gonna sign before I even left and and um back to, to Sacramento and, and ended up signing, man. And it, it was a true blessing, man, because I have I didn't have all of these offers that you would think. That's why I tell kids all the time, too, is like sometimes you 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 reap what you sow, you know, you reap what you sow, but you you have to put your best foot forward and continue to go forward. And that's what I did. Um, and I just seen seen what can be done. And, and I love the university, the growth of the university. Elgin Baylor went there. A few other guys from the league went there. So I was like, you know what? It was a great fit, great fit. And so I ended up going, I ended up going and, and it was probably the best thing that ever happened. To me. No, that is a blessing. Anytime you could extend your career, you know, play at that college, that type of college level, that's a blessing in itself. Um, talk to me about that transition, both on and off the court, you know, obviously being away from home again um, and playing at, at that level. How, how was that adjustment being, uh, you know, what I call scholar athlete? Yeah, the, 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 the work at Seattle University was a rude awakening. When I tell you, man, study hall, um, reading books, multiple books, uh, you know, in two week periods, having just random tests, it, it was it was tough, but it, it was worth it um, because it, it not only helped me improve my work ethic in the classroom, but it, it, it let me know that I can face any challenge and excel at any challenge if I'm really dedicated and put my mind to it. That the, the, Those books were no joke up there. Those books were no joke. Coming from the J, the JUCO level to, to this university, the workload seemed to like double or maybe even triple. Um, and, and it was just like, you have practice, you have weights, you have conditioning, you have study hall, then you got class and it was like, okay, this is, this is really, this is a real business. Like it's a real job. This isn't something you can play around with. Um, but it, it, it was, it ended up just really teaching me a lot, man. It ended up teaching me a lot. And as far as the, 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 you know, playing wise, I mean, that transition was the, the, the first three practices 
were were tough. Um, there was a senior guard there named um, a Bim Bimbalu McKendy, and he was he was uh, uh, strong, fast. He wasn't giving up his spot, you know. And I had to adjust to someone literally being extremely physical, Ding up, talking trash back, and it was like, okay, this is a level of basketball that I want that I can see myself continuing to play, and 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 him pushing me and coach pushing me, it just it made me excel even more. And after after those first few rough practices, um, I turned it on, man. I, I really turned it on. I, I I the game slowed down for me at that level, and and it was on from there. Absolutely, man. I know you got off to a great start, you know, at Seattle, but. Talk to me about the scary situation that happened in your, I believe it was your seventh game. You know, talk to me about that, uh, you know, scary injury that, you know, could have really changed a lot of stuff, but uh, one that you were able to bounce back from, uh, you know, pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, man, that, that, that situation was real spooky. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, man. Um, so it's, it was a play where I'm bringing the ball up and I, I pass the ball to my teammate on the wing. As he goes to rip the ball through, the defender, you know, plucks it away. Boom, he's off to the races to go to go lay the ball up I'm trailing him I'm, I'm trailing 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 I'm like okay I'm gonna put this on the glass and I'm running so fast and I jump so high that I get so high on the board to block the shot that when I go to block the shot I'm literally their armpit or right above armpit hits that backboard and I just kind of like somersault somersault hit the ground boom when I hit the ground like it felt normal, like a normal fall, but then when the 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 uh, the opposing player that, that I went to go block, when he went to come pick me up, like he lifted me up from from like the like my hip area, and like I literally felt nothing, like I couldn't couldn't get up, like I literally was just was just just laying there, like I, I felt nothing. My legs were actually like up on the on the on the wall. Um, I'm laying on my chest. And I don't even feel that like I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to push up and, and, and get up and, and it's just nothing like it just and then I just look around and you can see the look on everyone's faces, uh, um, you know, like they're they're scared and nervous. And then the, the trainer comes over and he's pushing my legs. I don't feel anything. And, you know, which I just I, I, I thought it was I thought it was a wrap, man. I thought it was over. Um, I just laid there. You know, I laid there. Try not to shed tears, you know, try not to cry, try to be tough. And, you know, they had to end up cutting my jersey off, take me up, take me to the hospital. Um, and I couldn't feel nothing, man. They did, they did so many tests on me, um, poking me and, and, and pulling, and it's just like nothing. Um, and then, you know, people have to come and they visit and they're like, you have to stay overnight and coach stay with me by the bedside. And then, like, I don't know how many hours later, um, I just, like, started to feel like the tingling in my toes, and I was like, well, let me move them, you know, let me see. And then it just, it came back, man. It just, everything just came back. And I was just like, you know, I just, thanks God, like, wow. And even the doctors and everybody, they were, they were still like, I, you know, we don't know how or why this happened. Like, no, no, they didn't know at all. And so um, I, we ended up leaving the hospital that morning and um, I stayed with coach at his house and, um, the team went out to California that was playing Cal Poly Pomona at the time. And I had to stay in Seattle, but I was ready for the next. And when they came back, I, I played the next game, man. I had like 30 something that next game. It like nothing, you know, and I just, it, it just was a blessing. It was a blessing. I don't know if it was a, a nerve shock or, or 
<laughs> but yeah, man, that was the scariest moment ever, ever in life. I mean, I just, I thought it was over. You know, you could see everything that you worked for just, just being taken away. And it was just like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit simplegardencbd.com. If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Yeah, man. Praise God, brother. Praise God, yes, man. Uh, you, you know, sometimes things are just not ain't, ain't much to explain about it. You know, uh, I mean, that, that that that's amazing in itself from uh, from literally I mean, if you think about it, uh, 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 injury that could have been career ending. Right. To no, going out with, a couple, you know, next couple of games and dropping 30. man. that's uh, some stuff is just hard to explain. <laughs> you no, know? Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, to this day, we, we talk about it, man. To this day, I mean, we had a little alumni you know zoom meeting and and we were we talk about it i'm like yeah I, there's i have no idea man none how that happened none talk to me man talk to me about what was the biggest difference and adjustment playing you know playing there uh, playing at seattle you know compared to anywhere else you had played you know when it comes to uh you know the time you know uh, uh you know at juco or morgan state you, you talk to me about you know what was the biggest adjustment for you just the, the, the amount of detail, you know, a lot of guys don't understand the amount of detail that's spent in these, in, in practices um, and, and, and facing the next opponent with scouting reports, watching film. Um, it, it, it showed me like, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is, this is for real. You know what I mean? You, you, you learn a guy's tendencies, the two, three guys you may be guarding and, and you're expected to know those tendencies. If you, if you get beat off of something that was on that scouting report, you're getting pulled out because we, we should have been prepared for this. Um, the level of, of, of detail at that next level is, is no joke. Like you, you cannot go to the next level, uh, whether it be D2, D3, D1 and expect, to just walk out there and, and, and it's just going to happen. No, you, you're, you're being prepared from, from jump. You're being prepared. And if you're unprepared, you'll find yourself sitting on that bench. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth right there. Um, you racked up a lot of numbers, you know, at your time at Seattle. Uh, let me ask you this, you know, what, 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 what would you say is your proudest achievement um, there while on the court? Um. You know what stands out? <laughs> you know, I, I talk about it all the time. We were playing uh, Portland State. We were about to go play Portland State. This was my first year there. And, you know, obviously they're a D1 school. Um, and, and honestly, in my opinion, uh, guard play at D2 and D1, they're really 
too much of a difference unless you have those special guys, you know what I mean? The, the, the special guards that the D1s get. I think the difference between D1 and D2 are those 6'6", six, 6'6", six, six, six and up that can handle the ball and do what, mm. you know, us, us other guards do. But as mm-hmm. far as guard play, man, I mean, it's, it's it, it really isn't much different. Um, so we're, we're going to play Portland State. And at the time, they had the kid um, Pooh Jeter, who's from L.A., um, really a, a nice hooper, baller, baller. Oh, no. Uh, hey, hey, Pooh's a good friend, man. Pooh Jeter. Shout out Pooh Jeter. Yeah, man. Uh, in fact, I, I got to thank Pooh, man, for an inspiring video. He sent my son back when he was uh, 10 years old, man. He shot yeah, him a nice little video. He was actually overseas at the time, too, man. So much love to Pooh, man. Yeah, that, 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 he's cold. He's cold. So, don't, I mean, what, what I'm saying is I'm not taking nothing away from that man at all. But coach just hyped him up so much, you know. And I already was one of those guys that was like, what? Like, nah, no, no. We played him. <laughs> we, 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 we played him. And, man, I just – at my first game there, I think I had like 23, 24. We, um, and it's just, I'm just giving him the blues, man. I'm giving him the blues. And, and – he he did his thing. I can't remember exactly what, but you know, we ended up winning. We ended up winning. And I ended up going crazy against them. And it was just like it, for me, it was like again, one of those moments where it was gratifying, like you know what I mean? An underdog or or because that that's how I always approach it, being an underdog and and or being in the shadows. It was like, man, I, I proved that I can do this at this level. You know what I mean? Like I don't care who we're playing. I can do what I do at this level. And, and that that kind of kicked off the rest of my confidence, too. I mean, we had some games prior to that, and I did my thing, a couple 30s, a couple 25s. But that right there, like, I feel like it stamped me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, okay, this is a D1 school, this guy. And, you know, you you see his career afterwards. It was just like, man, it, it, it was a great feeling. It was a great feeling. And he let probably don't you, even let remember. Me, let me ask you this. You know? <laughs> oh, no, man. Hey, I mean. Cool cat, man. Cool cat. I know you obviously had some time here with the Kings, too, you know, so cool cat, man. Uh, let me ask you this. What were some of the keys to your success, uh, you know, specifically, uh, you know, what were some of the you know keys that allowed you to have that success on the court at, at Seattle? Man, one, my, my teammates, teammates and coach, because they 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 didn't have to give me the 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 keys or the ball like that and, and just the freedom to do to do me. I mean, we, he coach would literally call a play called three and three was just an isolation, you know, like everybody on that side, whatever side I'm on, let him do his thing. And, and, and they, they allowed me to, to play my game. Like they, they, they adjusted their games to let me play. Um, and then just for me, it was, I always, I always felt like I had to prove myself, man. And that's why I try to, instill in the, the the kids that come to me is like no, I don't don't ever take your foot off the gas and don't ever get comfortable with any amount of success that you get you got to prove yourself daily and if you attack it that way you'll succeed at a much higher level and for me that that, that was the key it was like nah man I I, I feel like I'm Kobe like I, you know what I mean I feel like I can go do what I do at the next level and and I wanted to prove that um and that's what just drove me to 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 want to murder man that's what drove me and, and, and it, it eventually happened like i said that everybody's story doesn't end at that the the gold at the end of the rainbow but that's what pushed me there man that's definitely what pushed me and i and coach had laughed at me at one point because you know elgin baylor he's retired number 22 he's in the he's in the gym i'm like coach man yeah y'all gonna have to put my number up there and this was like 
maybe the seventh practice and he just like laughed at me i'm like nah, <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna have to do something man y'all gonna have to do something but i was serious you know i was dead serious man and and that that those types of things really pushed me definitely pushed me no I, I love to hear it man i love to hear it we uh we talked about this a little bit earlier but after your time at seattle you decided actually not to pursue uh you know overseas talk to me about that decision yeah, man, life, life, life happened. You know, I um, I ended up falling out of the love with the game, and and I don't even know how or why. I just I was tired of working out. I was tired of going to practice. Um, tired of my feet hurting. Um, and I was just like, man, let me just get a job, you know. And it's funny because Coach James, uh, on James, like. I had a, I had some offers to go overseas, but I still had um, a semester to finish to get my degree. And I actually had called John um, at that time and was like, yo, man, wait, you know, I kind of ran the idea by him. And he was like, man, you know, that paper can take you a lot further, you know. So and he, he didn't he didn't ultimately he didn't say, no, nah, I'll stay and get your paper. But he he explained everything to me and then it just kind of weighed in with me not really loving the game like I did anymore. And I just, I just finished school. I finished school and um, ended up working and then just, just got caught in the cycle of life. You know what I mean? Got regular life, started working, started, started doing other things and finding other interests and, and just, I dibbled and dabbled. Like I would still go play at, at, at local runs and open runs. And it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. And then I ended up coming back to Sacramento, like 2008, 2009. Um, I had linked up with a guy named John Tofi. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Tofi. Um, and this is right when he was starting his little overseas, trying to get over there. And I, you know, went through the whole gauntlet with him and just, I wasn't ready, man. I, I you know, I wasn't prepared. I, I wasn't working out like I should have and et cetera. And, and, and the shots that I had, it just, I didn't put on a great performance. You know what I mean? And, and from there, I just, I left it alone. I just left it alone. I actually left basketball alone for, for, for a while. You know, you'd catch me at 24 hour fitness punishing cats up there, but I, I left. I, I didn't even go to high school games. I didn't even go to JUCO games. I, I just I was I, I was kind of disappointed in myself until maybe last year or 2019 when I started my, my business is when um, I, I thought, you know, I got the love back for the game. And it's funny how that even happened is because I didn't even my model used to be if you can't play basketball, you can't play basketball like everybody would always ask me to train. I was like, man, I can't do that. I don't know how to train. I don't know how to inspire kids. And um, I was like, I'm going to shock the world. I think I was what it was 2018. I was like, man, I'm about to get in shape and go to the G League, man, and just shock the world. Man, I'm working out toward that Achilles. And the rest was oh. history. I <laughs> Working out in the morning, man, just Achilles just pop. I'm like, what? And and then it just the the thing came after that man it was it was God's plan he had something else for me and and I'm I'm glad it happened because this the the training and 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 helping kids helping the community it's been the best the best gift ever man best gift ever most rewarding basketball experience to date for me now that's beautiful man yeah absolutely Absolutely. shout out John Tofi uh you know he obviously had a great uh overseas career uh, in fact, his son, uh, 
yeah, you, you know, they got the three, 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 three headed monster with the Tofi boys, right. but the, 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 uh, the, the oldest one actually plays with my son, Malachi. They had a great year at middle school at Eddie last year. Um, and, okay. uh, you know, obviously them, them, them boys are going to be a problem, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah no, no, definitely shout out to John. Uh, but it, it is, you know, that's just straight talk. You know, you got, you got something like the game of basketball, which is, you know, um, a lot of our first love. I know it's my first love. You know, I tell people all, you know, all the time, you know, and, and it's amazing that something that, you know, you, you specifically that you loved and, you know, you found a passion for um, so early that you were, you just left it alone, you know, because of that. I mean, I, I know you said disappointment. I don't know. Uh, disappointment, hurt. I'm not sure, you know, but it, it's, it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about that. Something that you, that you love so much to, to not even want to be a part of it anymore. It's something that you probably never thought that would ever happen in your life. Don't you agree? No, definitely. I, I never I never ever saw myself just wanting to stay away from the game and even watching the game of basketball. Um, it was crazy. It was it, it was it was crazy times for me. I mean, it was a humbling experience as well. I mean, humbled me through through many other different situations, um, but. But again, it's it's all God's plan, man. And and to to be rerouted back to what I love with more appreciation and more dedication and a and a focus to help and give back and, and help these young men and women not go try to avoid going down some of the roads I went down is is even it's a better it's a it's a better it's a better cause right now. It's a better cause for me right now. And it's it's great. I'm um, even being on the staff at CRC you know, in the player development um, position is, is amazing, you know, um, for, for John to reach out to me and believe in me, because that's his baby, you know, CRC program, it's his baby for him to give me access to his guards and say, I want you to get my guards right. I need you to work with my guards, man. It's just, it's been humbling. It's just been humbling and a great experience. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's amazing. The impact that you can make because i had uh i've had shay cotton on my pod twice you know and um i'm pretty sure you're familiar with shay cotton and yeah, uh yeah. yeah and he said you know that he's thankful to lord you know uh you know put him on the path that he's on because the impact that he that he's been able to make with his story and obviously now giving back to the kids as a player development specialist it, it is far more impactful than what he could have done just as a player you know, oh, and right. it's, it sounds, I mean, it sounds the same thing with what you're saying now is that, you know, who would have known, I mean, who knows if you just say, I don't know, you played the NBA, you, you know, or you went overseas, who would know if you would ever, you know, at this point in your life would have, you know, you probably would have still been playing, you know, professionally, or just winding down now. Um, who is, who would, who, would, who is it to say that you would ever even took on a role where you'd able, able to impact uh, not just kids, but the whole community, you know, because I'm gonna tell you right now, man, I, I give you nothing but props and respect for what you're doing with a lot of these kids. Um, you know, are you on fire, bro? I'm trying to tell you, anybody is anybody here that's locally has seals attached to them. And like I said, you're doing, you're doing a lot of positive stuff, man. So I just, just want to definitely, you know, pay my, pay my respect and, and give you props on that. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I mean, the respect, the respect is something that can't be copied. You know, Re respect is earned is from the work that you put in. And I appreciate it, man. I like, I like I say, when when anybody refers to me as <laughs> the legend, or you know, oh, you should have been in the league, or man, you still a bucket. It's just it's humbling, man, because it it at the end of the day, you know, when you work hard at something, all of us being human beings love to to receive that type of um, feedback or, or acknowledgement, man. And and so it, it it that that's also a great feeling too to to um to be receiving that and I appreciate it. 
Absolutely, man. Well, let, hey, let's let's pivot and let's get into seals drills, man. I, I mean, I really the reason why I spent so much time on your backstory because I really, you know, to me, uh, that's the part that a lot of these young cats don't understand. You know, I'm pretty sure you told them. Don't get me wrong, but I really want right. to, to understand. You know, uh, you know, my favorite definition of success, and I probably say it on 95 percent of my podcast. I bet you my listeners are tired of me hearing it is hearing hear me saying it. But to, my favorite definition of success, not the only one, but my favorite one is to find someone that has what you want and have them show you how they did it. And the fact that, you know, that's why I do that a lot. You know, I want people to know, you know, the, the, the full backstory. So when, when you speak this into them, they understand where it's coming from. You know, you lived it, you know. So exactly. but let's get it. Let's get into, uh, you know, sales drills, because really excited about what you're doing. Um, you know, obviously you're having massive success. Um, how, I, I know you touched on it a little bit. You're starting to touch on it a little bit, but how did this all come about? I believe you said 2018, but how did this all, you know, come about, especially now when you, you know, after leaving the game, coming back to the game, how did this all come about? Cause I know, I think I caught, um, you know, cause I got you on, on, on social media. I believe one time I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you said it was, uh, Jay will Josh Williams was actually, I believe one of your first clients. Um, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but talk to me on how, on, on how all this came together. Yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 I mean, Josh, Josh was one of my first clients with, with the, with the potential to be a very good basketball player that was already having a lot of high school success, you know, um, it actually, it, it, it all just, like I said, it started with the fluke, man. I'm actually training with, with my guys in, in my mind, getting ready to go you know, next year, trial for the G League, pay my little $150 and, and go shock the world. And I just, my Achilles tears. And during that process, like, I'm just, I, I kind of fall back in love with the game. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. Um, then peers start to reach out to me like, man, you know, you should have been doing this training. You helped me with this. And, and so I started to realize like, okay, people are actually listening to me. Like if I'm saying something on the basketball court, they're actually listening to me and applying it to their game. So I may actually have something here. And then one of my good friends, uh, Dennis Bruner, who's been um, training for, for a long time. Um, he has his business um, dream big sports. He had his facility at the time. And he was like, man, just come give it a shot, you know, come, come see what you can do. And then, um, I ended up getting introduced to like one or two kids who, who I worked out maybe once or twice. And, and, you know, I literally, I'm asking them, so, you know, do you like it? You know, <laughs> how do you feel about it? What could I have done better? And like, they're like, nah, man, this was amazing. Like, this is the best work I've ever had. And I've, I've learned a lot and I, and I can see the sincerity in their face and it just went from there. Word of mouth. They told friends who told friends and then like, peers who were who are of my age who have kids that play basketball started to see what I was doing and was like man we've been waiting for this you know we've been waiting for a guy like you and and they just started coming they just started coming and I mean like these are head coaches of of, of teams that won section champions uh championships John sending me his little cousin who doesn't train with anyone and he just has so much potential um Amir Britton and it just took off man and in in the confidence that I had playing started to display itself in my training because now I know I know what I'm doing you know what I mean I may not know every single thing and I, I still need to learn I'm still a student of the game vocabulary things of that nature you know to, for, for the next level and professional guys there's a lot of stuff still to learn but as far as the the work man 
I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because I did it for myself to be successful. And 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 it's and it's right now, like you said, it's 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 really starting to show. Those that really know the game of basketball are starting to gravitate and, and come over. And 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 man, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing. No, I love it, man. Honestly, I love it. Uh, like I said, the impact uh, is irrefutable uh, that you're having on these kids. You know, Amir, EG is a problem. I know you work with uh, my guy, uh, KJ, you know, Ken's son. Ooh. You know, that guy, hey. man, my, my, my guy's pulling pull from 35 foot, like, like 35 feet, like it's a free throw. And I right. love it. In fact, right. I, I remember I saw that video. I said, Ken, a text. I said, the, beautiful, the most beautiful thing about it is not the fact how deep he shot it. The, the fact he shot it with, you know, he didn't, he didn't strain the shot. It was just his natural stroke. You know, it's just, right. I mean, that was, to me, I was like, sheesh. But, uh, okay. but yeah, no, the, the work don't lie. You know, and obviously yeah. you're, the, you're, the, you're the commonality when it comes to the people that they're, they're working with. So, you know, I've been blessed to have, you know, some of the top player development specialists, you know, on my pod. You know, I, like I said, I, you know, I've had Ron Sally. I had, I had Shine. I had my guy Sam Long. Uh, I know I'm missing someone, man. MJ Jeffries, uh, you know, with GGT. Uh, if I miss you, I apologize, man. But I've had quite quite a bit. And I, I, and I always ask this and not, you know, necessarily to. Hey, you know, this is why I'm so much better now. That's not what I'm asking you. I keep it positive on here. I keep it straight talk, but I still keep it positive. Is 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 what makes Seals different, though? I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, not about knocking the the rest. I mean, but what what makes what makes your training, your player development, what makes yours different? Yeah, and 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 just to kind of touch on that whole the best trainer. I mean, there's there's no way to say someone is the best trainer, man. You look at Facts. how many Facts. You, you, you look at how many burger joints are out here: McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Everybody goes to where they want to go, what's going, you know, what, what they like to eat. So, you know, whatever your message is, keep pushing it, you know, because what's for you is for you trying to compete amongst each other just makes no sense. But um, for me, I mean, I, I'm hitting all aspects of the game. You know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 a, uh, yeah, I'm challenging you mentally. Um, I'm, I'm pushing you physically. Um, I'm going to allow you to, to do things that, that may expand your bag, but then I'm also going to keep it very fundamental at times um, and show you how you can simplify the game of basketball. Uh, I'm going to challenge you in the classroom. I'm, I'm going to check up on those grades. I'm going to explain the importance of having a certain GPA to, to make it to this level. Um, and then I'm also going to give you my life experiences where <clears throat> if I see that you're kind of going down a certain road to try to help you avoid doing certain things um i'm challenging you in, in in to improve in the entire aspect of the game of basketball not only on the court but off the court um with how you carry yourself being a great person and i, I try to show by example that it being a good person will get you further than than just being some little you know arrogant stuck up athlete you know because we already have that stick attached to us as for being an athlete you know and i try to get them to see that there's more to it there, there's a lot more to it and if you want something you have to outwork people you have to you know it, these highlight tapes are cute uh, you know i'll put some highlight tapes together it, they're cute but we have to work because the actual film is what these coaches is going to want to see and you prepare for anything you may get a call tomorrow if you're unprepared you might miss out on something that 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 could have benefited or changed your life, you know? And I want them to understand that. Don't live in the moment, you know what I mean? Do not live in the moment because you've got a bright future ahead of you. No, that's amazing, man. So uh, you're giving you're giving them that, you know, what I call that 360 approach, you know, from all, from all angles, you know? Giving them all angles, 
um, <laughs> you 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 definitely you definitely write about that mixtape, man. It's funny about the mixtape. Mixtapes are cool. Don't get me wrong, man. Right, right. Uh, but it kills me. In fact, it's funny because you know. Once again, I, I have a son that plays, and I, you know, I used to have a play. I used to have a, a mixtape business, and, and I used to make a lot of mixtapes from. And I, I would have some guys come out, or I remember, you know, some guys be like, "Hey, man, he, he didn't look as, you know, man, he didn't look as nice as he did on the mixtape." I said, right. "Whoa, bro, you know, hey, hey, listen, listen, you, you go seven for eighteen from the field, a mixtape's gonna have the seven shots you made. You know what I'm talking about? Right. You're not gonna see the eleven misses. So, no, you're right. right about that. That just that just cracks me up, man. I mean, man, you got if you get a mixtape. Uh, made for you and got you getting your shot blocked a turnover you getting dunked on hey, you know you gotta fire that person you know what i mean that's not right, a big right, state but right, no, right. no no you're right about that man well let's get into guys, this go ahead you know, go i ahead. tell guys all the time man you can i can go pick up anybody and put together a highlight mixtape and they'll look great they'll look great pick up anybody you go get a couple buckets we chop it up put some music to it you think they're a killer but in all reality hey hey, you can slow it down they crossed over somebody but then went to the lane and made a turnover right you just got a crossover for it so yeah i I get it man so that cracks me up as well man well let's talk about this man because i because i get really really hyped when i see you uh refer to this uh, I, like I said, as a recent, you know, I became a, you know, Instagram friend with you and I always see this in the morning because I'm up early, but let's talk about Kobe hours, man. I love it. By the way, so let's talk about Kobe hours. Yeah. It's, uh, people who know you, obviously before you know, you're big on Kobe hours T- talk to us. Well, talk to me about Kobe hours, man. What, what does that mean? I mean, obviously I obviously get to just where it came from, but what does that mean to you? Kobe hours. Man, Kobe, to me, Kobe hours changed my life, man. Like, in, mm. in all honesty, Kobe hours changed my life. I mean, Kobe Bryant, uh, the influence he had on me as a basketball player, it, it was huge. Like, I mean, that's that's my – the dude is the greatest to me, you know. Regardless, we won't get into that conversation. I don't care who you mention, it's Kobe. Um, but I, I just – I was going <laughs> through <laughs> – I was going through uh, – just a time in life. And it was just like, I, I came across the article and it, it was explaining why Kobe got up so early to attack the day. And it was like, you know, basically to get that advantage, you know, to, to be able to train even more, to 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 outwork the competition, to basically kickstart the day. Um, and in what I was going through in life, I just was like, you know what? I'm over here making excuses and why I can't work out. I'm over here lollygagging playing you know what 4 30 set the alarm clock and it was like it was it was around 2018 i just i set the alarm clock 4 30 man and, and just started to get on those kobe hours and, and life for me changed because not only am i getting up at four o'clock to go work out for two hours and i i don't necessarily have a reason it's not like i'm going overseas or doing anything like that but then i'm going to work for eight hours and then i'm a full-time dad and then it just it, it it reminded me of what needed to be done in order to be successful at anything so kobe hours doesn't necessarily have to apply to basketball or, or in the athletic realm it, it applies to life period you know don't sit around don't sleep around take advantage of every single hour of this day because we all get 24, so let's maximize that 24. Um, it's for the workers, it's for the grinders, it's, it's for the people that want to be better at whatever it is they do. Kobe hours, man. I, I love it, like, man. It, it's, it's crazy how it just, you know, kind of picked up and, and everything, but it's like, man, I've been doing this since 2018, you know, 
anybody who's really followed me and, and they be like, man, you're crazy. Why are you up so early? Like, nah, you gotta be on these Kobe hours. <laughs> you no, I love it. I, I love I love it. In fact, I, I, I gotta connect with you. I gotta get me so I gotta get me some Kobe hours merch from you, man. We'll we'll, we'll connect with that eventually uh, soon oh, here. Yeah, we can, I, I, I need we that. We can jersey swap. I need I need some stuff. straight talk with straight hand. You know, once you got me, I'm a large. So oh. once we set up, we can jersey swap. <laughs> hey, that's easy. I got you, man. Well, talk to me about the the mindset required. You know, to you know that, that you instill in these kids to be successful on the court and the type of mentality that you instill in the players you train. So kind of goes hand in hand with the Kobe hours, you know, what's the, like, what's, I mean, I know it's kind of a general question, but is there anything specific that you really, uh, you really instill in them, really want to impress upon them that's required, that's, the, that's non-negotiable for them to, to reach the success that they, they you know, that they, they, they desire? Yeah, to eat at all times, to destroy at all times. Like, I, I don't care if you come with your friend to condition it with me, destroy him, you know what I mean? Not, not in a disrespectful way, but in a way to, to, to let people know this ain't this isn't a game. I'm not playing about this. At all times, we got to eat. It drives me crazy when guys come to the gym and say, "Oh, I, I'm not playing hard because the competition." Nah, I'm eating. If it's a snack, then it's a snack. Well, I'm getting ready for the meal. Like you can't. At no point in time should you be displaying any type of flaws or, or letting up off the gas. Like I want guys and girls that come to me to understand. We got to eat at all times in the classroom. I got to be the best in the classroom on the court. I got to be the best on the court. Like, and that mentality will take you far being extra competitive and, and putting your best foot forward at all times. is something that I, I definitely preach, like definitely preach and, and, and try to get them to show that through the work, it, it gets even easier to eat. Like the more you work, it just gets easier. Don't be scared. To, to go in that dark don't be scared to be alone don't be scared to get up early by yourself because if you can log into instagram you can set your alarm clock so let's go like it ain't no excuses it ain't no excuses no that's f- hey quick break here sorry to interrupt the podcast but we'll get right back to it just want to know are you looking to improve your health and fitness are you looking for a trainer to help you guide you along the way We'll look no further. Check out Ruben Hernandez of Relentless Strength and Sports Performance. Ruben is a trainer whose purpose is to help you make positive changes in your lifestyle and improve your quality of life. His goal is to educate you on how simple changes in your daily habits can help you look and feel great. Ruben is an upcoming trainer who is passionate about helping you reach and achieve your goals. He is dedicated to making your training experience unique and specific to you. He specializes in functional movements, so whether you're looking to build muscle, lose weight, or improve your overall movement, he can help you do it all. He is located in the northern Sacramento area in his own private facility. You can check him out on Instagram at Ruben7Hernandez. Feel free to contact him through direct message or call him at 209-406-7028. Again, that's 209-406-7028. If you have any questions or to schedule your first session, mention Straight Talk with Straight Hand and receive 50% off. Yes, you heard it right, 50% off your first session. So what are you waiting for? Head on over and book your first session with Ruben and make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at Ruben 7 Hernandez. That's R-U-B-E-N, the number 7, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z on Instagram. Go change your life. Facts, man. I love it. No, honestly, I love it, you know. And, you know, um, I always teach my kids, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And, right. um, you know, that's just, and even even with that, uh, you can't be, 
you can't be scared to step into your greatness. You can't be scared to be different like that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I mean, one thing I hate and, you know, I mean, I probably said this as a kid, drove my dad crazy is, you know, when you compare yourself to other, you know, other people, other players, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that you can't do that. You, you just can't do that, you know? And um, it's funny because, you know, even, you know, you refer to it too. It seems like you had a chip on your shoulder. I have a son that's going to be obviously undersized. He didn't get blessed with good genes. You know, I already, yeah. I already instilled in him. Like, listen, you're not going to be a six two six three guard, so you already, you know, you don't, you don't pass the eye test, bro. I'm just going to be up front right. with you. You don't pass the eye test, so listen, you know, uh, the the high IQ, you making the right plays, you know, you having the strap on the outside. I get all that, but listen, you got one knocked against you. It's not your fault, but it is what it is. You know, you can't get right. outworked. You can't get outworked. You know, exactly. Ray lost one, so you can't get outworked. And I'm just, I mean, I'm just using that as an example, of course. But um, you're right, man. I mean, especially, I mean, there's a lot of talent out here locally, and um, you know, I think we're very fortunate that I think I do think Elk Grove Sacramento is on the map when it comes to uh, sports, basketball. You know, we're talking about basketball right now, but basketball as well. You know, we have a lot of success stories coming out of here, but um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of talent. <laughs> there's a, there's right. a, there's a lot, there's a lot of talent. Uh, ton of talent, ton of talent, ton of talent, man. And that's where, you know, kind of going back to touch on Josh Williams, man, it's like that kid, he he got up at 530 in the morning, you know what I mean? And like, he woke me up to like, seeing a kid with talent, work extremely hard, like he he's a dog, like he works extremely hard. And, and that man went on to, to, to win, you know, NorCal player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, dude, like, man, the, I just wanted to show him work. You know what I mean? What the work is to, to set him up to be successful. And he's, he's taking everything and ran with it, man. That, like that he, he's going to be a real problem. And, and he kind of set the bar for me. So like, if you come into me and you think you've got a little bit of talent and you're slacking, it's like, nah, nope. No, I've, I've witnessed it. So I'm not, I don't want to hear nothing. Let's get to work. Like, you know what I mean? You ain't working hard enough. Let's go. So Josh messed around. It's, it's scared some guys, man. It's scared some guys. Josh messed it up for everybody that came after him. No, I'm just playing. Hey, shout yeah, out. Shout, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, shout out, Josh. I love that kid. The kid's a dog. I, I, I love his mentality. Uh, shout out to Kim, you know, great mom of his, you know, who, you know, I'm friends with um yeah man I'm, I'm, I'm i always like to keep keep tabs on him and see what he's doing uh out and i believe still san diego i think is he still san diego right i think san diego yeah he, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at, he has san diego man yeah yeah <laughs> well to talk to me about the relationships that you've been able to i mean speaking of that let's piggyback off that talk to me about the relationships that you're, you've been able to build with your players because i see you you know pulling up to their games i pull i see you uh you know having you know talks with them before and after I saw you with, uh, you know, a new house's son talking to him, you know, Derek's son, uh, you know, after a game, um, you know, that, 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 those type of relationships, I mean, you're not getting paid. You're not on the clock. You're not, you know, obviously that's, you're not in session, you know, that's just, that's love, you know, that's actually yeah. just genuine love. Talk to me about, you know, the importance of the, you know, the, like that genuine relationship that you build with the people that you, you know, that, that you're, you're training, that you're working with. Yeah, man. I, if if I tell you I got you, I got you. Um, you know, it, it, with mm. with with what I can do. You know, I'm I'm one person, so you know, I everybody I can't always be at every single game, even though I if I could, I would. You know, um, but I, I just when I came up, man, and just kind of seeing some of the culture out here right now it's like a money grab um you know I was one of those guys with the trainers who were around during my time you know if your name wasn't wasn't as big as it should be 
they, they didn't necessarily let you into the open run or they didn't want to work with you. You know what I mean? Are they charging a single mom crazy, a crazy amount to train? And, and, and I just, I can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? I disrespected the game as a player. Um, I'm not going to disrespect the game right now as a, as a teacher. Um, so when, when guys say, coach, I got a game coach, I'm there. You know, if I can make it, I'm there. And I'm not going, I'm not going to be the guy yelling at you during the game bringing attention towards me. No, I'm sitting in the cuts. I'm making mental notes. I'm watching things. And then I'm going to just talk to you at the end of the game. You know what I mean? And then the things that I see during you, that you do during the actual game, is going to get incorporated in the training because I need to be able to see what you do and what we work on. I can't just throw you out in training and expect you to, to, to do what I'm showing you in the game. There's other areas that you need personally to improve on that I may not know. And a lot of these kids don't really understand their game. So with me being able to see them in live action, I can find areas that complement them specifically um, and incorporate that in the training as well. And so that it, it just, if I got you, I got you, man, in all aspects, you know what I mean? And even checking in on you on your grades. I mean, what's your grades looking like, man? You know, what's going on? 2.8? Nah, that ain't going to cut it. We need 3.2, man. Come on. You could do better than that. You know, it is. I just got them, man. I just feel like I don't want to let them down. And I, and I also feel like if you say, oh, I train with seals. If you have a bad game, I had a bad game. So we got to get to work. You know what I mean? If you had a bad game, I'm taking that to heart. Let's get to work because I had a bad game, too. And, and that's just my approach, man. And it's, it's it's been it's 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 a loud word of mouth to just travel to where I'm at now and, and people see it you know when it's genuine it's it's it's, it's, it's you can see it and and that's just really how I feel man it's really how I feel I absolutely love that bro I absolutely love that uh you taking it just as if it's your journey as is theirs you know uh it's a it, it's a true team effort right it's a true team effort um like you said you they have a bad game you have a bad game you're looking at where they could improve at. You're actually, you know, you're actually doing your job as a player development specialist and, and beyond. Cause that's where they're, you know, like you said earlier with the money grab, this ain't about money. I mean, that the money is just a end result. That's going to come. The monetary standpoint will, will, will come once the results come. And, and the thing is, but you got to have your priorities straight. You know, that's the, right. that's the problem with a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, trainers, like, you know, uh, out here. Cause you know, everybody's a trainer. Y'all know that right. everybody's a trainer, you know, you average three points a game in high school, but now you're a trainer. That's just how it works, right. you know? But right. that being that being said, you know, it's refreshing to hear that, um, it, you know, when it comes to you taking that pride, you know, in, in, in these in these kids and these players to make sure to make sure that you, uh, you know, you help them get to where they want to get to, man. And I think um, if you're out there right now, you're a parent, you're a player, I'll be up front, straight talk here. Th that's what I would want to hear. In fact, I mean, my son doesn't work with SEALs right now. I'm probably going to be in, 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 in his phone here in a second once we're done, okay? <laughs> Just let you know. Because that's the type of stuff that you want the, the, that you want to hear, you know? So um, I just want to make sure that everybody was cognizant of what they just heard when it comes to that, because that's really, um, what you, really what you should be looking for when it comes to, uh, you know, your, your, your player, especially if they're looking. And if you're a player, this is a person you should be reaching out to yourself, uh, especially if you want to get to that next level and you're really, truly committed because this is somebody that's just going to be uh, just as committed, if not more committed than you to get you where you, where you want to be. So, that, I mean, that was tough, man. I, I definitely, uh, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Let me ask you this, man. 
uh, and, and not to sound like no old heads because we still young, but what do you feel? <laughs> you know, what do you feel about this? I mean, I'm just crazy, man. You know, I, you know, you know, anyways, but yeah, talk, some things that come out of my mouth. I'm like, did I just say that? But, but let me ask you this. Uh, what do you feel this current generation is missing, you know, out most? I mean, so basically, you know, I mean, the talent, it is what it is. I mean, there's stuff that these kids are doing, players in the NBA are doing. I get it's, it's, it's totally different. But what do you feel like? You can even be something simple. What do you feel is missing? Uh, that, that, that you've been able to fill or that that's one of your goals is to fill just 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 the mindset of 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 not caring like I, I and I say when I say not caring not in a negative way but a lot of times I'm they're exposed to, to Instagram Facebook the internet cameras everywhere so they kind of hold back on this basketball court because they don't want to get embarrassed or they don't want to be on somebody's mixtape um they don't want to be missing a bunch of shots nah this this is this when you in between these lines this is home when you at home how do you act however you want to be comfortable be a dog show some emotion who cares if you shoot an air ball we on to the next shot don't don't we not sulking about that who cares if you get crossed over we still trapping up and we picking up full court if we need to who cares if you get dunked on i'm still rotating over for help and i'm gonna block that next shot like a lot of these kids they they just miss the 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 the, the westbrook the russell you know it's just the just the aggression the 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 hunger and and that's what i try to get everybody to see like i have young women who play one-on-ones with my guys and i don't we don't take nothing light they got to strap up just like we strap up and it just it, it correlates because then I see the ones that come and do it and take it on. And then when they play amongst their peers, they're they're just they're beasts. They can't be stopped. Um, it, I just want to instill that in everybody, man. Just just be a dog. That That's going to take you so much further than being timid. It, it will. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, the way you carry yourself on this basketball court, if, if I walk out with with the bottle, some people are going to break before the tip. You, you might be able to break some people mentally before the tip, just with the confidence that you exude, not cockiness, but confidence, because some, some of these guys ain't built to be out there with you at all. And, and, and once they start to understand that mental aspect of it, it's like, man, you, you, you can achieve whatever you want out here. It's a mental game, too. It, it, it's chess, too. I, I remember telling guys, man, I, we play one on one or whatever, five on five. And before the ball even checks up, I'm like mismatch. Because I'm, I'm letting you know already you in trouble. So let's see how you respond to it. Are you going to strap up or did I just break? You? And they don't, you know, some of them get it now. And, and some of them, it, they're still picking up on it. And it's just like, you, you can, you can, man, you can, you can really crumb guys prior to tip off. <laughs> no, I, I agree hundred percent. You got to have that dog mentality. Uh, not just with the play, but just the mentality itself, you know, yep. Uh, yep. And, and you could literally, I hate to say it, I mean, only, this is the only time I actually advocate this, but you could literally bully someone in the court with that, like you said, before before even tip-off, you know, they they, yep. they they know what they're in for for that night. Let's just be honest, yep. I mean, you know, if you know someone's going to be in your grill, on you, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to give out that full-out effort every time they, 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 at all times they're on the court, you know, they're going to they're gonna give 150% and they're going to be in you you ain't looking forward to that. You know what nope. I mean? No. Nope. And so, no. And, and, and uh, that's critical, man. I mean, man, it's, like, it's funny because, uh, you know, I had um, what, a couple weeks ago, I had Drew Cobb. You know, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Drew Cobb. Drew Cobb yeah. was uh, on, the, on the pod. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I mean, 
you know, Drew, I mean, he hasn't averaged more than probably 10, 10, 11 points at any point in his career, even at Sheldon or, you know, at Fresno City or Long Beach State. But he's on the court, and to be honest, he's a dog on defense. You know, he's going to get it. In fact, you know, his goal is to be the deep boy. You know, he wants to be defensive player of the year in the Big West. Man, that's yeah. the type of dog mentality that's going to get you on the court. <laughs> you know, that's the type exactly. of that's the example I, 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 just, I just thought of. Well, here, man, a, 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 a few more for you before I get into my, you know, my fun, you know, Q&A that I always end my, my, my episodes with. But let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to an elite D1 player, I'm talking about college now, D1 player, right? Because um, oh. you work with, with, with an array of players um, from a good high school player. So what sets, let me ask you this. So what do you feel sets apart an elite D1 player from a good high school player, you know, because you work with so many, you know, I know there's, there's gotta be some specific common characteristics that you see in that elite group. It's, it's the work ethic. It's the work ethic, work ethic, because the more that you work, the only thing that can happen is that you get better. So those guys understand that in order to catch that senior or, or get this playing time over this junior, I got to work. So that transition from high school to, to, to that next level, they're working. Yeah, you're not going to see them chilling with their boys. Nah, they're, they're on the basketball court. They're in the weight room. They're with a trainer. They're taking care of their body because they want to be great. Elite doesn't just happen. You know, everybody doesn't have the ability of an Iverson to just say, I got it. You know, elite doesn't just happen. You, you have to create elite. Like, and that term gets thrown around so loosely, but you really have to create elite. And it comes to your work, your work ethic. Because the, the more you play basketball, the more the game slows down, the better you'll be. The more you break down film and study the areas that of your weaknesses to improve them, the more of a complete player that you're going to be. It's no way around it. And if you're applying it and you're listening to your coaches and the people around you that are trying to help you excel on the basketball court and you're making those notes and applying it, then you then you got you got the recipe to be elite. You got the recipe to be elite and, and a real problem. I love it, man. I love it. Let me ask you this. So two more two more questions. This is kind of a random one, but I actually want to really get your straight talk on it. Do you feel that players should be spending more time on training? and working on, on their skill sets and less on playing so many games. And I get it. We had COVID this year, which kind of, you know, put a damper on something, but on, in, in a regular, you know, year, we, you know, when it comes to the amount of games that these young kids are playing these days, uh, do you feel that they should be spending more time on training and, and working on their skill, their skill development? I, I, so it's two parts to this answer. So it's kind of, it may contradict itself, but uh, I first say you have to have a balance. I think you have to have a balance on perfecting your game and playing it because the game of basketball is a reaction game. So training isn't going to give you the necessary reactions that the actual game is going to give you. Now you have, for me, you keep it balanced. If those runs in those games are good basket is good basketball being played if it is not good basketball being played then i would say you should be training more if that makes sense if, if you're if you're at open run and you're walking around and you're not pushing the ball up the court you're not help side d you're not talking then you you should probably be working on your game individually or with someone training to to be pushed and, and to to enhance your game now if you're 
playing in open runs where you're you can push everybody has to get past half court you you got to talk you got to build your habits that translate to the real game then balance it out balance it out and i think you'll be smooth no that makes perfect sense man let me ask you one one, one question i ask this a lot i mean it's kind of a generic question but hey i, I love hearing the answers is uh you know what's the overall vision i know we talked about it you know briefly before we started recording but what's the overall vision when it comes to seals drills and you know let's just say in the next you know five years or so uh, i don't like to do five ten tens too long what's the next three to five years what you know what's the overall vision for uh, seals drills yeah man just as a company just just improving with player development helping as many uh, students as, as possible um with the game um to, not to water it down but to, to have a high quality atmosphere to help these students become better. Um, and eventually with me being on the staff as a player development, man, I, I got the itch to, to, to kind of see where I'm at with my X and O's, you know? So I'm gonna go get my master's and, 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 and try to continue to grow under John's tutelage and, and learn things from him. And, and hopefully, you know, you see me at that JC level with a head coach position and, and still being able to do my player development thing. Um, I just, I love the JC level, because guys, guys and girls at that level, you you really should have something to prove. I mean, you know, it, JC gets a bad stigma, um, which it shouldn't. But at that level, you should have something to prove. You're you you're either not as good as you thought you were. You got to improve in the classroom. There's somewhere that you need to improve. And and I feel like with my mindset and, and what I bring to the table, like I can get that group to truly excel. I mean, I can get everyone to excel, but that group right there, like just the hunger that they should have, man, it's, it's I, I love it. Like, I love it. I love it. So five years from now, man, you might be saying, hey, Coach Seals somewhere, you know? Coach Seals. Well, speaking into yeah. existence, man, I look forward to it. Coach Seals. Well, listen, brother, let's go ahead and end with some fun Q&A. Just pretty random random questions from all over the place. Don't, don't give it too much thought. Just the first thing that comes to your head. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, man. When you were when, when you were playing, what was your go-to move? Hezzy. The Hezzy. Okay. Who's your current favorite NBA player and your favorite player of all time? I think you might have answered this already, but go ahead. Yeah. Big Big Dame. Big Dame is my current favorite player. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And Kobe. Yeah, and, of course, and of course, Kobe. Come on. Greatest of all time. Baby. Kobe. Okay, man. On the way to that training session, what do you got in the beats? What do you got in the AirPods? What are you listening to? What's on repeat right now? What's, what's the go-to song? Oh, man, you know, these kids got me listening to all types of crazy <laughs> stuff right now. So I, <laughs> you know, you might hear some Larry June. You might hear me playing some Larry June, some Blue Blucks clan, and, and to Jay-Z, to, you know, back to our area, man. So my playlist is, is pretty wild right now. Being around these youngsters, you know, they kind of keep you young, man. <laughs> yeah, some of it, some of it, some of it, it, it is solid, man, but they, 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 they don't really under, appreciate a solid Hova album. You know what I mean? They just don't, oh, yeah. but it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's all right. All right. Uh, AI or Steph? AI. Hey, my guy. I, I knew I had you on the pod for a reason. No, I'm just playing. That's more, <laughs> second, hey, second favorite player of all time behind the original Isaiah Thomas. That's my guy. Zeke, Zeke's the reason why I started playing basketball. I love Isaiah Thomas. Do, yes, uh, sir. Uh, uh, who was the toughest player you personally faced? Ooh. Dang, you know, my motto was I didn't see nobody, but um, okay, it was a cat named Jason uh, that went to Sac State real physical, real physical. He and, and he was he was he was a problem. He got on my nerves a lot. <laughs> he got on my nerves a lot. <laughs> I like it. Two more, man. Two more. What advice would B Seals tell the 18 year old B Seals? 
listen to li- listen to authority figures man just relax <laughs> <laughs> all right brother last one man last one hate to, hate to actually have this episode come to an end but last one man number one advice you have for aspiring athletes number one advice if you only had to give one what would it be give it your all don't leave nothing in the tank give it your all i love it man i love it well listen brother honestly i mean I had a blast, man. Uh, you know, it's been a blessing. Thank you for coming on, giving us the backstory, dropping some gems, obviously enlightening us with what, what you got going on with SEALs drills, letting us know, you know, some of the goals that you have for the future and just really, just really, really providing some great value and content, man. And some good entertainment as well, man. But I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on the podcast, bro. No, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, man. I, I appreciate you for having me on, man. Like I, like I always say, love is love, man. And and I appreciate you showing it. I'm always going to make sure I show it back, bro. Yes, sir, man. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I appreciate that. So listen, guys, if, if you want to continue following, uh, you know, his journey, go ahead. Uh, his IG handle is Seals Drills. So, if you, you know, Seals Drills, you're going to see a lot of great content on there. Um, you know, get ready for, you know, if you up, you're going to see the Kobe hours first and, you know, first and foremost in the bright early in the morning, which I love. But Seals Drills is the ig handle uh just want to thank you guys for joining me for for another straight talk with straight hand continue having a blessed day guys god bless thanks for tuning in to another straight talk with straight hand podcast and if you haven't done so already click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on instagram at straight hand s-t-r-a-y-h-a-n-d and we will catch you on the next episode